John, I need you to shake this hangover. You can't, you can't, you can't do the buyback podcast while hungover. You can do it while drunk. So, well, that's what we're working on. Okay, we're doing that. The buyback. Yeah, baby. Oh man. The buyback podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. Cheers. Oh, nice. And now you're drinking... The good stuff. It's what? The good stuff. Oh, Montezuma. I love Montezuma. (laughs) See, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. I really think it's a thing that, well, tequila is bartender's favorites. We don't want that classe azul. No, nobody wants that. Everybody just wants the bottle. Yeah. Uh, We're also drinking White Claws. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Gigantic Dad Pants. What is that? Gigantic Dad Pants. Now, I'm going to make a guess here. That sounds like an IPA. It is an IPA, yeah. It sounds like a douchebag-made IPA. It's made by Kushnog? That can't be right. Hold on. The photos like this keep rolling through on your screensaver. Kushnog. It's Kushnock. Kushnock. From, I think it's from Maine. All right. Welcome to the buyback. My name is John. And I'm Alex. And we are sitting here with our friend, Evelette. And Evelette is a New York City bartender. Hi, Evelette. Hi. (laughs) That was so obnoxious. (laughs) Sorry, I'll do it. Hello. All right, there you go. (laughs) Was that an improvement? I don't think so. Hi. (laughs) Uh, This is only my first drink, Alex. I'm just, it's the hangover. Okay, so let's do a podcast. Okay. Sounds fun. Let's do it. All right, Alex, you want to start? Sure. Uh, Do you want to tell us? Wait, how are you, Evelette? Tell us how you are. Yeah. I am currently grand. Grand. I like, I like, I feel the word grand right now. Cool. Are you like a hundred grand or are you like MGM grand? Oh, uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, Oh. (laughs) nice. (laughs) Wow. Well played. Yeah. That's nice. I'm Grand Moff Tarkin. I don't care how you are, John. This is not about you. I keep telling you that. (laughs) We have changed locations. We were sitting at Little Rebel. It was a little too loud. And Alex is a little too quiet, so we're now sitting uh, in Evelette's apartment, and it is dope. We got some great art around here. Uh, Definitely a cool pad in Manhattan. Um, I don't think the listeners need to know. Oh no, they need to know my my cross streets, my apartment number, (laughs) what my thongs look like. (laughs) Um, John, I need you to shake this hangover. You can't. (laughs) You can't, you can't do the buyback podcast while hungover. You can do it while drunk. So well, that's what we're working yeah, we're on. There. Okay, we're doing that. Um, all right. So, can you tell us a little bit about? Uh, well, I guess we always talk about New York, but tell us about uh, the, how you kind of got into the bar industry. What is your bar history? Uh, so, uh, shock. I'm an actor. Um, the strike is currently happening, so no, no, no one crossing that picket line. Um, but I got into it because I needed money and I wanted to be able to pay my rent. Um, I, my first job specifically happened because someone else got fired and they knew me and they needed a new shot girl. Mm. And that was my first. Was that Manhattan? <laughs> it was in Manhattan. It was at uh, the Slaughtered Lamb Pub. 
which unfortunately is no longer with us. But COVID? No, it actually survived COVID. And then I walked past it the other day, and I was like, the fuck? And there was a close sign. That's sad. Yeah, that's really sad. It was, it was a, it's the same company as um, Jekyll and Hyde. Oh, the dinner uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. Is that still open? There's two. There's a big one and there's a little one. The little one in the village, they should both still be open. But anyways, it's that same company. Jekyll and Hyde Club. So we went there, Alex and I went there in high school. Didn't we, right, Alex? Like yeah. a school trip. The big one with the elevator? The big one the, with the elevator. Yeah, the, elevator. Yeah, the, the theater. It's yeah. just all actors. It's all actors. feel like the dinner service yeah. is very theatrical. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's dinner and a show, right? It's a dinner show. God, I haven't <laughs> thought of that. I haven't thought of that bar in forever. Yeah, yeah. It's. I don't know if the big one has survived. I haven't been to the little one in years. But mm. long story short, someone that I was an actor with in high school who like called me her little sister. She was the shot girl. She quit. The managers knew me there. Hey, do you want to be a shot girl? It's cash. And I was like, cool, great. I'll do that. I just got financially cut off by my father, so maybe I should get a job. So that was my first job. <laughs> That was my first job. What's with being alcohol. a shot girl like? Because I don't think we've talked to anyone. I guess we had a Jello shot girl on at one point. But. Yeah, but what was your experience uh, as a shot girl? So it's funny that you mentioned Jello shots. They were not Jello. They were liquid in the same plastic syringe thing. Okay. However, mm. I would walk around with little um, Daisy Duke shorts and a half a tank top. Um, sometimes pasties with a bucket, like a beer bucket worth of these syringes, all vertical, like facing up, so mm-hmm. that's why they couldn't drip mm-hmm. out, but they were liquid, they were not jello. So fun fact. And they would and the stuff in them would be various fun, brightly colored, boozy, uh, redheaded sluts, Washington apples, drinks like that. Mm-hmm. Something that was blue or red or yay, fun and sugary and Something sweet. Something that would give you a hangover. Exactly. Five dollars <laughs> a five dollars a syringe. I got to keep every for every shot I sold, I got to keep $1 and all my tips. So, nice. Yeah, I, I worked a 9 to 5, but it was just the other 9 to 5. Jeez, <laughs> 9 to 5 a.m.? Yeah. 9 to 5, 9 p.m. to well, 5 a.m. Yeah, I, yep. yeah. I haven't done a 5 a.m. gig in a while. And the reason that we would go to 5 is because we would have a lot of other people that would come acro- from across the street. Have you ever been to Four Face Liar in that little no. neck, of the, neck of the woods? But anyways, we'd have some bartenders come past 4, lock the doors, cigarettes out. So that was my first way in to hospitality. Mm-hmm. I was 17 at the time, which is technically illegal, but mm-hmm. that place closed down, so that's fine. Well, there's going to be a lot of conversation like that today because yeah. there's a lot of illegal things that probably happened in the bars you worked at. Yeah. Why Why do you just people look at me and be like, oh, that should be illegal? But, you know, it is. <laughs> yeah. but it is. No, it was actually, it was kind of fun because every time the cops would raid the joint, uh, me and the one of the barbacks, who was also 17, it'd be like, oh, Get in the basement! Because it had a basement level. Anyways, it was two floors. Long story short, I would walk around, and the fun special thing was a, a dirty shot. I would use... <laughs> you just put your head in your hands. I would use the syringe as uh, an appendage that I biologically do not have. Ah, And straddle yes. said customers so they could drink their shot from me. From oh, okay. from me like a like a mother lamb. <laughs> not not quite, but yeah, I, I get it. Yeah. Uh, and then wait, so then you went you transitioned from doing shots to fully bartending. So or... that job started to fizzle out. The money started to dry up a little bit, and then I had another friend that I was in school with. Uh, I was in 
I was in college, yeah. I was in, I had another friend that she was a hostess at actually City Crab, which is also no longer exists. So I was a hostess there. I did reasonably well. They're like, oh, you should be a server. You'll make more money, blah, 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 blah. Um, they trained me to serve at their other location. It was known as Duke's. There was one on 19. You worked at Duke's? I worked at Duke's. Did you I know did. Siobhan from Duke's? Did you ever work with her? Because Siobhan worked at Duke's. What? Yeah. No. Yeah, Siobhan worked wait, at Duke's. Wait, wait, wait. There's two. There was two. So there was one on 19. The one down the little steps. No, that's the big one. That's oh, the one okay. on 37th or whatever. Okay. But anyways, so yeah. So no, we, we wouldn't have crossed paths. But anyways, long story short, I was a server there. I wanted to learn how to bartend, but like it, it didn't like really matter because I was supposed to serve at Duke's and then go back to City Crab to do fine dining serving because money, why not? They ended up both uh, closing down. And mm. funnily enough, I met the owner of Durden, or one of them, I met Jake. He, it's the famous story that he was in my section and he was sitting in one of the booths in Duke's. And I was doing my thing. I, you know, I sit down with my guests. I, you know, try to make it nice and homey and fun. And I was complaining to him, one of the customers who I didn't know had a bar, that I was not making any money. And I would really like to find a job where I have money. And he said, well, I have a bar. Do you want to work for me? And that's how I fell into Durden. Nice. And yeah. that's how I met you and many of our guests on this podcast from New York City right. used to kind of circle around the Durden blind pig scene. Yep. Yeah. So we met at so Durden's. So you're, you're still at Durden's then? No. Durden's is gone, buddy. Oh, 2018. Jeez. I'm, She's gone. I'm out of the loop. So wait, now what's going on? So now... <laughs> My old, well, no, this is, listen, I'm a long-winded storyteller. So that job at the Slaughtered Lamb, one of my managers got brought on to a fantastic rooftop of Hotel Hugo and texted me. I was like, hey, you're the best salesman I know. Do you want to come serve up here? And I said, absolutely. And I have served there since 2016. I got promoted to management in, officially in 2020, no, 21-ish. So I managed there. And I pick up serving shifts because that's a lot of fun to do, and it's a great mm. time. So I manage and serve at Azul and Bar Hugo Rooftop, both of which are at the top of Hotel Hugo in Soho. What's it like being at a rooftop bar? Yeah. What are your clientele like, I guess, is really kind of what I want to ask. I got to tell you, it's a super mixed bag. Okay. And it's completely changed since the pandemic, as has everything. Duh. Um... But we get we get a reasonable crowd of hotel guests. However, we also get the people that are like, well, I want to go to a rooftop. It's summer in New York City. I want to do that. And luckily enough, we're one of the places that doesn't require you to buy a table or to like, like reserve a, a space in advance for X amount of money and then charges you X amount of crazy money because you don't show up. So thankfully enough, the way the reservations work is you email our reservation team for a larger party and like you have a table setting. So it's kind of nice that you're not like required for like bottle service or anything like that. So primarily you, I've gotten everything. I've, we even had a wedding there. Last summer we had a wedding. They rented the whole They top. rented the whole thing. They rented both floors. Oh wow. They rented both floors. Mm. And the, this is my favorite part is. What kind thing. of money is that? What are we talking? Like how much money is it to rent? I mean, that's, you can oh, probably Google that, or I could email and say, hey, I want to rent, right? You could probably Google it. To be fair, I don't have the exact figures because I'm not the one that does the bookings. I will tell you there's a couple of zeros. There's a, there's a comma, there's a couple of zeros. There's a couple of zeros, at least with one comma. At least with one comma. Um, and it's it's different based on different <laughs> venues. So, Bar Hugo, okay, you get into the hotel, you get in the lobby, press R. 
You don't need a special key or anything like that. You press R, you go up. When the elevator opens, you're in Bar Hugo Rooftop. And that is more of a mixology kind of cocktail loungy vibe. And then you walk up the quote unquote secret stairs to go up to Azul, which is kind of a cantina theme, a little bit more relaxed. We play a lot of reggaeton, bachata, that, that kind of vibe. Margarita pitchers, left, right, and center, all the tequila and mezcal. So all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, it's two completely different vibes. So when they rented up the whole thing, it was very interesting to, to see how many guests they had. Because it it's, it's 100 people per floor. I don't mm-hmm. know a hundred people that did I would run my way. Did they, did they fill it? They filled it. They filled both floors. They kept the bartenders right. busy. They kept me busy at the time I was serving. Um, and it was, it was crazy. And the, my favorite part was they, they cut the music and the groom brings his personal guitar and personal amp to sing his vows. So oh, he Mark. frat boy chatted <laughs> his own wedding. Did he play Wonderwall after that? They did sing Wonderwall! I swear to God, I didn't even remember that. But him and, him and the best man, at some point when they were drinking, they grabbed the mic, they started singing Wonderwall! Oh, so I gotta God. tell you guys, um, oh, no. yes, I gotta tell you something really serious, actually. Okay. Um, so we my girlfriend asked me to uh, stop singing Wonderwall. I said, maybe... <laughs> Alex is so mad because we're for one question right now and he knows that he's going to have to edit this one because I edited the last one. <laughs> I might edit it because you started school. I might sit no, down. No, 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 this is good. I, I don't I'm Right now, I'm not editing out anything. I'm having a great time. I think this is fantastic. Wait, are you, keep, are you keeping my butt? Wait, it's... I'm going to make a video of it. It's, it's, it's an audio. <laughs> make, yeah, it's a podcast, so. idiot. Um, wait, I had another question. Um... Oh, no, it was actually a story to tell you. I think, Alex, Hotel Hugo, and I may be wrong, is the... Do you have a dress code at Hotel Hugo? Casual chic is the official... Could I wear Could I wear these there? My thong toes. My yeah. toe thongs. Yeah. Oh, then maybe not. Alex and I went to a rooftop once, and I was wearing toe thongs, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't we let us were. in. What? We both were wearing flip-flops. We were both I wearing I love flip-flops? that he calls yeah. it toe thongs, though. That's toe magic. Thongs, yeah. That's um, great. And... The way we got in is someone went up who didn't have in uh, foot fuckers, so they went up, grabbed a bag, put two of our friends' shoes into the bag, so our friends are sitting there trying to hide their feet as they're in socks, brought them down, and Alex and I wore in shoes, shoes. and the bar t- uh, the bouncers at the basement, it might have been Butterfly, is that a rooftop? Butterfly. Monarch, or- Monarch. Monarch, wait! I love Monarch, and one of, and we had a friend that used to work at Hugo that no longer works there now, but he works at Monarch, and he tells me about how beautiful it is. I love yeah. it; it's beautiful. Um, but yeah, so we swapped shoes, and then Alex and I went up in shoes that, for my feet, were way too tight. I don't know yeah. about Alex's. But we got uh, in, and huge. Then we just put our thongs back on. Yeah, they get a little, they get a little touchy about that stuff, and it's, I, I mean, like I said, everything's different after the pandemic. That we've had. We've had a lot, we've, we've been able to open our client base a lot more since the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. but casual chic is the official phrase. Right, right. Yeah. Hey Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately it's time for a good old fashioned bathroom break. So we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. So here's the deal. I still love Austin Eastsiders, but we haven't been in contact with them for a while. 
However, I have been talking to my new friend Jim over at Screwball Whiskey. I don't know if you guys have tried Screwball Whiskey, but it is the perfect peanut butter whiskey. Now, Jim doesn't know that I'm making this ad for him right now, but we have been in talks on doing some stuff together, and he does listen to the podcast. This one goes out to you, Jim. Uh, make sure to try some Screwball Whiskey, because it is delightful. Mix it with jelly, put it on your turkey. And we are back. Okay, so what about customer pet peeves? What uh, what bothers you? Okay, so I have to tell you, it's like, <laughs> like I'm itchy. I can <laughs> see it. It's, it's the how much I have so many. Yeah. No, I, I have so many as a server, as a bartender, and as a manager. So whenever I'm in right. a different role, well, let's let's get all let's get one of each, or oh, you God. know, two of each, or however many of each. As most of my existence as a manager is just the things that come. I need to speak to the manager whenever that person, because that's who comes to me. Mm. All of it's just bad. All of it's just bad. You're in a beautiful rooftop in, in, in Manhattan, in New York. You're alive. What are you complaining <laughs> about? What do you mean? What is, anyway, but I had, I did make a specific one because of the questions. Um, the specific one is um, since COVID and everything, we had to kind of shift gears to be more reservation based because of the six feet distance and everything. So this person is going to go here. We can't have people walking around because you weren't allowed to walk around. You weren't allowed to dance, the whole thing. Um, so since that transition, we, you know, have the reservation signs, what have you. Every time someone will either one, disregard the reservation sign and just sit there or two, see that I'm at the iPad or I have, when I have my manager key and I'm running around, like, oh, you work here, right? And I, my response is always the same. My first response is to try to be, like, charming and say, yeah, I certainly hope I do. And then the second thing is, um, yeah, they're like, oh, can, can we sit there? Is that what, what's the reservation sign for? Are they coming? Like, that whole line of questions of, like, like, that's, it's, here's the thing. I will let you sit there until the reservation gets there because I try to be gracious and nice. Mm. But then when the reservation gets there and I have to scooch you guys out, like it's, you gotta be, you gotta work with me. You gotta work with me. But that's a big thing for me, the reservations, because like we're, we've pivoted to being so much that now. We are almost at 50 episodes and you are the first person, and it, it clicks with me, that has said when someone just walks right by you and sits at the table. You're the first <laughs> person who said that. And I think that's like a, a thing that most of us are so used to. Yeah. But if yeah. you're working at a finer dining establishment... It is something that happens often. Yeah. Constantly. Every shift. Every shift. And there's, to be fair, we are one of those places that doesn't technically have a host or hostess or a maitre d' or anything like that. So I get it. I, I, I understand that to a degree. It's just like a, it's just the blatant disregard for me. It's yeah. the, like, the people that will approach me and say, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you. If, you know, I, I hope you work here. And I'm like, yeah, I do. What's wrong? And she's, and they're like, nothing. But is it cool if we just sit there for like a drink? And I'm, and I of course will say absolutely. Why why not? Why not? But just you know, keep in your brain that we're coming out of a pandemic ish. You know we the planet's on fire. Like come on, like keep that in your brain. Like keep that in your brain. I understand it's an eighteen dollar cocktail and you feel good about yourself, but please just be nice. 
that's a question that we've I've forgotten to add to our list, but uh. we always we always are trying to remember to ask. How much is your typical Bud Light Guinness vodka soda? So you did give me that question. No, how it is in the list now. That will. How much is a Bud Light? To which, because I'm crazy, I wrote answers in the thing, and I arrived like an hour and change early to where we were originally going to meet because I'm crazy. But I wrote, trying to be cheeky, I'll see myself out now because we don't carry Bud Light. But um, <laughs> but the average beers that we have on tap, we only have two. It's Montauk IPA or Pacifico. And those, I actually don't know, are they $9? I feel like they're $9. Okay. I feel okay. like they're $9. What about a vodka soda with well vodka? So the thing is, our wells. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Well, so our technically our well is Tito's. Okay. Technically, our well tequila is. Oh my God! It used to be Luna Azul, but now it is Código Blanco or Espolón Blanco. Depends what we have in the inventory, etc. Excuse me. Um, but those are those are eighteen. Jesus Christ! Eighteen of ha. Wow! Yeah. All right. For a yeah, we can't afford to go there. Drink. Uh. Yeah, for a well, for a for a vodka soda, Tito soda. That's it's eighteen. That's eighteen. Okay. A Guinness. We don't have Guinness. Right. We don't have Guinness. Um, I'm trying to think. Shots. So because the vodka soda is eighteen, that means the shot is also eighteen. Yeah. Eighteen. Yeah. 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 The neat has a three dollar upcharge. Well, okay. So this is actually an interesting <laughs> talking point. There are certain bars who call neat drinks. Yep. And shots the same thing, and they charge the same amount of money. Right. But a neat, technically, at your bar then, would be a higher pour. It's a higher 1. pour. 1.5? No, the cocktails are 1.5. The, okay. the cocktails are 1.5, and then a neat or a rocks is a two ounce. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, and, and to or be the fair. the cocktail's 1.5. Look, I'm not nitpicking. Uh, yeah. Do you use jiggers when you're there? Absolutely. Okay. Exclusively use the jiggers. My, my co-manager... He was formerly head bartender there, and specifically every time he makes a new menu, walks through with the bartenders every single ounce, every single ingredient, every single thing that, you know, they try to mix the ingredients together. If they're infusing something, what have you, they're very meticulous about it. They're very meticulous. So you guys keep track of all your alcohol, too? Yeah, very much. Very much so. It's, we, don't, we don't have a buyback. But <laughs> yeah. That's the name of. You don't have a buyback at all. We don't. No, we don't. So if I visited you, I don't get a free drink. No, I'm so sorry. You're the fucking worst. It's not my bar. It's not my bar. Speaking Speaking of well, well liquor. Speaking of well liquor. We're two questions in. Let's have another shot. (laughs) Oh boy, this is gonna be a wild one. You're you're up, Jen. Oh well, uh, you asked the. Never mind. I got it. You you keep doing what you're doing, and I'm just gonna I'll I'll do this one, okay? I've lost my phone in the process. Alex, I love the shirt. I have to say, I'm I'm oh, sorry to interrupt the structure yeah. of what we what, what we have here, folks. But I, I, I love this. I dress to make myself feel good, and so Hawaiian shirts make me feel good. So, Hello, yeah. if that is not the fucking truth of what you should be doing, and the only reason I say this because one of my favorite moments ever in the world, just for life, there was a carpool karaoke episode. Where it was Bruno Mars, and he was wearing his Bruno Mars things. It was some kind of silken, beautifully patterned top. And James Corden's like, I don't think I can pull that off. And Bruno's like, well, why don't you try it? And then he wears it, he's like, I still don't think I can pull it off. And I was like, but aren't you comfortable, though? Isn't this, like, comfort? So, yeah, I fuck with that. Absolutely. You know what I learned about Bruno Mars recently? 
Yeah. What? That Miley Cyrus song, I can, he's so mad. That Miley Cyrus <laughs> song, I Can Buy Myself Flowers, yeah. is a sample of Bruno Mars's. Here's the thing. Yes, it is, but let me tell you why. It's because that was Liam Hemsworth, her ex's, specific song for her. Like, that, was, that wasn't, like, their song. That was, like, him being, like... Hey, I know I fucked up, blah, blah, blah. Because remember they broke up and then, yeah. they got, and then they got back together and then they got married and then she released Malibu, which I love her so much. I just don't Miley like that song. You give Thank Miley you. Fives. I cannot wait to get famous and be best friends with her. Please. <laughs> Please. My favorite Please. Miley song is her backyard cover of Jolene. Agreed. Uh, it's not my favorite, but I, it's high up there. It's high up there on the list. It's Alex, cool. what's your favorite Miley song? <laughs> I like her new one. Uh, what's it called? I uh, used to be young. Yeah, I used to be young, but that's just because I just listened to it. Oh, it's, it's not my favorite Miley Cyrus song. It's heart wrenching. Well, I mean, we yeah. all we all can also just agree that "Party in the USA" is one of the all time ultimate bops of of the generation it's, that is not ours. It's a little bit after us, I think. Uh, oh, I guess you're, you're you. kind of that. I'm sorry, I'm old. Excuse you. I He's an elder millennial. I'm a I'm well, a millennial Gen Z border ish. He was zennial. I don't know. Is that what they call them now? I don't know. All um, right, focus, both of you. Here sorry, we go. sorry, sorry. What's your most memorable story from working in bars? More oh. memorable stories. Or stories, yeah. I was going to say, I got a couple. I got a couple. Yeah, wait, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. Which, 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 which establishments? Any of them. I, the All ones that them. come to your mind first, because I know you wrote stuff out, so, like, what did you write down? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So there was this really fun time that I technically wasn't working at Durden that night, but I went to go drink there. Durden is where I bartended. And can we, can we, before you get into the story, can we just set the scene of Durden? If you grew up in New York City and you were 19 years old and you had a $20 bill, you could go to Durden's, hand the bouncer your ID. Mm-hmm. Put the 20 underneath it. And I don't feel bad saying this because Durden is closed. It's closed. Yeah. Hand the, the bouncer your, your ID with the 20 and you would get in. To the point where when we were done at the Blind Pig, you guys would be so kind as to rope off a section for us just because we wanted a quiet place to drink. And then I would look out across the bar and I'd be like, there's definitely like a 17-year-old vomiting in a corner. Yeah. Durden's was the most crowded bar that I've ever been to with underage drinking. And it was... Very uncomfortable, but it was also nice to have a place nearby that I could go to. Yeah, that's why we're friends. Yeah, totally. That's why we're friends. That's that's why I know this beautiful man. That's why I know Allie. That's why I know Siobhan. That's why I know Mark. That's why I know you. Because otherwise I wouldn't know you if I didn't meet John. And it was it was a great thing, because whenever we would close early, Blind Pig would be open. And whenever Blind Pig would close early, conversely, I would come there. And it was it's a beautiful thing. I... I Sorry to get like too you're, you're like, gushy. Your, your voice is changing. Into, like, yeah, emotions. I got like I got all gushy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's just I'm I'm an only kid and I'm no contact with both my parents, so it's just like nice to have like friends as family. Mm. All right, fuck off. That, <laughs> fuck you. Sorry. Make me wow. emotional. Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> so that's what's, that's what's cooking. Um. Okay. So wait, what was the story? Oh, the story. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> chaos. Just chaos. Um, okay, so one of the first story that comes, I have two stories from Durden immediately in my brain. So I wasn't working this night, but I went to Durden because it was just, it was just my friends. My friends were working there, so I went there. 
Went outside for, I, I think Haley needed to smoke. Oh, should I not say Haley's name? You can say Haley's name. I can say names. Haley's on my list. Haley will probably be one of our next interviews. Oh, Haley's going to be great. <laughs> She's probably going to tell the same story. Um, so Haley <laughs> wanted to go have a cigarette. And I went out with her. The only time in my life that I did have, like, cigarette smoking was because of Haley and Jessa, if I'm being totally honest. Because Jessa being Jessa, I don't know if you've met Jessa, but... We would be six people deep all around the bar, and at like 2.30, we would stay up until 4. At 2.30, we'd be like, baby, I kind of want to smoke. Come with me. And I was just like, okay, let's do that. So we did that. So that's when I smoked. So that was the period of time I had cigarette smoke. But anyways, I wasn't smoking. So she was smoking, and then we're just chatting outside of Jordan, blah, 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 blah. This fucking random piece of shit, out of nowhere takes the cigarette out of her fucking mouth and says, I got you on this, ma. Starts smoking it. And I turned to the security at the time. Um, and I, I don't remember who it was. But it is. I turned the security at the time. I said, don't let that fucker in. And then two minutes later, so I go back to talking to Haley. Two minutes, maybe less than a minute later, because they have the, the conversation of, oh, this is my ID. Let me in. He's sorry, you can't come in. Why not? Sorry, you can't come in. That back and forth bullshit. Comes back to me, immediately says, hey, fuck you. And, like, directly kicks my fucking ribs. Jesus. Directly kicks my ribs, and I have a relatively high pain tolerance. But I doubled over, and he ran. Ran. Haley chased him. There was some guys outside of Durden that were just, like, smoking or talking, whatever. They chased him. The security chased him. By the time I, like, took a breath, recovered, maybe five minutes, but, like, the longest five minutes ever, they were two blocks away. And I don't remember if this is, this is why Raphael, no, Raphael was, was a friend of the bar, but one of our, one of Raphael's friends, I think, like, held him down while I got a good punch in, so that felt great. While we were waiting for the cops, I was like, I'm gonna punch him now. I'm going to punch him now before, <laughs> before the cops they come. here. And they were all holding down. I was like, hang on, I got a good shot. And I, I mean, I don't know if you can hear this on the recording, but I wear a lot of jewelry, a lot of rings, a lot of bracelets. So I, I cut his eyelid and it, and I had his blood on his, on my hand. And then I said, Hey Haley, let's go do a shot. And we did a shot and maybe drugs, but we had a great rest <laughs> of the evening. The Bye Bye right. podcast does not support violence, but it does support self-defense. <laughs> Yes. And that's what that was. And that's what that was. And that was that was. Let's we'll go with that. <laughs> I don't I don't do that. He started it, I finished it. Um it's fine. But anyways, that's the what's that's one story. Yeah. So Durden's okay. also had a shower in the basement, weirdly. Do you know why Durden's had a shower in the basement? I have no was idea. Was it an apartment? Like why was there a sh- it was directly it's the, a standing... you would walk down the stairs. You can't see me. You, you would walk down me. the stairs and you if you turned right, you'd immediately be in the kitchen. The prep table was right there. Oh. But if you just walked straight ahead, there was a, a shower. In the bathroom. In the bathroom. But, like, it was and, but it's a shitty. It was a shitty stand-up shower that, like, yeah, like at a public pool, maybe. I don't know. Like, it, was, right. it made no sense. It was really gross. I never Wait. used it. So if yeah. you want to go and mess with the bartenders, go into Jackdaw, which is where <laughs> Durden's now stands, and just be like, so I heard there's a shower in the basement. <laughs> okay. This is good. good stuff. I'm, now I'm curious about the shower. The, like, it's, what it's, was its purpose? It was a, it was storage. No, they stored. Do you remember they stored some shit? In they there. put boxes in there. They put boxes in there. Why was there a, why shower, was there a shower in the basement of a bar? 
Maybe it was like a tenement housing or something like that before. I assume it was has some sort of housing prior. I don't know. I think I think before it was Jordan. I think it was uh, the Flamingos. It was it was, it was something or Nightingale. It was Nightingale. Okay. It was something called Nightingale that had a similar kind of like divey vibe. I gotta tell you, I don't think Durden knew what it was because. Well, it also the entire name of Durden was a franchising issue, wasn't it? It, it was based on Fight Club. It was based on Fight Club. That and here's here's the fun thing. Chuck Palahniuk came in one day, had no idea that this place even existed, had never heard of it, gave me a hug and took a picture with me. So I have a picture. Impre- I want that photo to post. That's, That's a great incredible. photo. It's a yeah, great photo. Yeah. Here at the buyback. One of the things we want to do is talk about bar etiquette. So here is our bar rule. Bar rule. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. Bar rule. Bar rule. Bar rule. Don't hit on the servers. <laughs> can you hit on the bartender? Don't hit on the bartender. Like, let... if, if, can, if can you hit on the bar back? You, hit on the bar back, please. Take the bar back home with you. They probably love it. <laughs> but just, I feel like... Relationships can happen at bars. We heard about it from our friend Emily, right? But let yeah. the bartender That'd initiate. If you want to hit uh, on them, let them flirt first. Be respectful, be kind. How do you make your intentions known, though? I'm telling you right now, it's not write your phone number on the receipt. <laughs> well, well, although, I, will, I, would, I would say... That writing your number on a receipt is a better option than going full on hitting on a bartender or server in the open while they're working, right? Why don't you just write four number four four letters of your number on the receipt and if the bartender wants more, she'll ask for more. Or help. Whatever. Oh, but you do it when you leave. You're not there anymore. Who's you gonna ask? I don't know, man. Just don't hit on them. Unless you feel the vibe is right. Like, let them hit on you first and just be socially aware. Be socially conscious. I'm going to disagree. I say writing your number on a receipt is totally acceptable, but not hitting on them while they're working. I watched a man today. Open to take away. If you're getting in their way by hitting on them, that's not okay. But uh, a note that they they can throw away the second you leave is okay, I think. That's fair. All right. I just, I watched a 50 year old man today hit on a bartender who was probably like 25. Right. Well, okay. So, bar roll. Bar roll. Don't be gross. Don't be a gross fifty-year-old hitting on the twenty-year-old. There, I said it. Bar roll. I like it. Good. <laughs> bar roll. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the buyback, follow us on Twitter at the buyback, on Instagram at the buyback podcast, or email us at thebuybackpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. If you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time. Well, there we go.